Good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And these are the five things that you need to know on Tuesday, November 22nd. First and foremost, we've got to talk about the Fed. We had two more Fed presidents speak. Remember the theme of the last couple of weeks. The Fed is trying to talk tough. And second, we are starting to see clear bifurcation of the Fed, what is often called hawks and doves. So who did we have speak yesterday? We had Fed, Mes Fed President Mester talk about more Fed rate hikes coming. She says it is too early for inflation uh, to talk about, you know, reducing, cutting, pausing. She is basically out there saying one data point does not make a trend. We must keep at it. We must go higher. Second, you have Mary Daly. I believe she is the Fed president of San Francisco. I could be wrong. She is out saying, hey, it is too early to take 75 off the table. I find that pretty interesting. We've talked about other Fed presidents almost, almost admitting black and white that we are going to get a 50 basis point uh, rate hike December 14th. I, too, think 50 is the right answer. We've talked about that for months now. I think they start the going slower process. I do still think the 50 in December leads to a 25 in February. I think February is our first Fed rate hike of 2023. I think we're on this uh, track, but I do not believe the Fed wants us to think we are on that track. I think they want to get December's CPI, December's PPI, and really see that there is a true trend going. So again, I think the Fed is doing what you and I have talked about. They are using their second tool, and that is their voice. That is their um, ability to leverage the bully pulpit. Remember of uh, uh, President Bullard throwing out there that, hey, we may have to go to 7% Fed funds rate which would probably mean an eight and a half, 10 year and heaven forbid a 10% 30 year mortgage for housing. I do not think we go that high, uh, but you understand what the Fed is trying to do. Number two, we are starting to see, I don't know, financial luminaries battle it out in the media. Uh, yesterday's head to head seemed to be Bill Ackman and Jeremy Siegel. We've talked about Jeremy Siegel a couple of times. He of course is the um, I forget where he's at. I think he's at, where is he at? He's not at Oxford. He's at um, Wharton. I believe he's at Wharton School of Business. Uh, Jeremy Siegel is out there saying the Fed is late. Uh, the Fed's not reading it correctly. Inflation is going to crash through the floor. We're going to have deflation, all of those things, very much like Kathy would. On the other side of that now, we have Bill Ackman. Bill Ackman is talking about inflation being uh, sticky. He is talking about being structural. I stand by what we talked about probably two weeks ago in that I think inflation is really a combination of what Jeremy and Bill are talking about. I do believe we have some parts of inflation that will be easy to beat. The question is how much? If we go back to peak inflation at 9.1, can we get to six and a half with the easy stuff? Maybe. Then I think it gets hard. And then I think it gets really hard. So I think Jeremy is focused on the easy. And I think Bill is focused on the really hard. And the real work will, of course, be in the middle of both of those. At the end of the day, 
as someone who's in the real estate business, which is the most levered business to uh, interest rates, I think it is very clear uh, that interest rates, once we get to the terminal rate, uh, we will be there for all of 2023. Number three, apartment demand is crashing. Yes, folks, there are more and more articles talking about apartment demand crashing. There are some folks trying to paint a vision of rental rates and all of these other variables. What I want you to understand, what is happening now is a natural part of the business cycle. What do I mean by that? Well, I think it's fair to say that the national media has picked up the recession trend. We are starting to see significant layoffs in the white collar sector. What you are seeing is individuals say, I am nervous. So what you are really seeing, I think, with apartment demand being weak in Q3 is actually a decline in household formation. What is household formation? This is when somebody leaves their mom and dad's basement. This is when the kids go off and get their place. It's where new couples go and you know sign a new lease. So I believe what we are seeing is just a normal consequence of a weak economic cycle. It's just household formation has declined. I think that's what we are seeing. I think we saw a big uptick in Q1, Q2 sort of coming out of this crazy pandemic. And now you see people retreating. Apartment demand is something we have to watch. I told you over the last year or so that I think apartment demand or rent will become softer than single family. Uh, but we will see how this plays out. It is very interesting to watch this now. Next up, we have some, I found an article talking about cheap cities to be a first-time homeowner. I thought I would share those with you. I do not invest in these, don't know anything about them, but I thought I would share them with you just in case you happen to invest or maybe are looking to research markets. Number one was Indianapolis. Number two was Columbus, Ohio. And number three was actually Philadelphia. Uh, Pennsylvania. So again, three uh, three places. If you want to look this up, the report was done by Smart Asset. Smart Asset produced this report. And then finally, we need to talk about earnings. We got some more earnings that are very interesting to talk about, both in the tech sector and in the consumer sector. On the tech side, we have Zoom. Zoom, obviously, the technology I use to interview the millionaires every week with you and share with you. Uh, they gave a very light forecast, and they're talking about heightened deal security. Basically, that is sales speak for deals are taking longer. In the software sector, which is a game I played for 20-plus years, you get this pipeline. You kind of take that over 30, 60, 90 days. If you're an enterprise, it's not uncommon to have six- or nine-month cycles. But when recessions start, when budgets get crimped, Everyone has to take a haircut. So what you are going to see across the software sector, which I include Zoom, is you are going to see deals take longer. You are going to see companies have to negotiate on maintenance agreements. You are going to see users hey, say, hey, I've laid off 10,000 people, like at Facebook or Meta or 11,000, whatever it was. I do not need any more licenses. Maybe they're using Microsoft Teams or whatever it is. And they're like, hey, we do not need to buy more seats. We have all those licenses from past users. So again, I expect to see some weakness in the software sector. Uh, we have Dell, Dell Technologies. Dell Technologies did really well, right? We thought that uh, PC sales would be weak. 
right? Everybody bought what they needed or they bought two during the pandemic. Turns out that Dell beat top line, beat bottom line, right? Which again is a look in the rearview mirror. Uh, however, they gave a very weak Q4 forecast, right? So there are retailers starting to say, hey, the holiday seasons aren't going to be what we expect. So Dell gave a weak forecast. Urban Outfitters, a retailer, mall-based retailer, beat top line, beat bottom line. I'm sorry, beat top line, missed bottom line. Excuse me, missed bottom line. So they sold a lot of stuff, but they didn't make as much money. So again, that is that night. One second, got to turn the page over. Hey, there you go. Other ones we got this morning, Dick's Sporting Goods. Dick's Sporting Goods beat top line, beat bottom line, and actually raised guidance. Folks, we have retailers raising guidance. That is interesting to think about. It's interesting to think about because we've been thinking about Q4, the recession, the consumer. Dick's Sporting Goods beat top line, beat bottom line, and raised. Best Buy, not to be outdone. Beat top line, beat bottom line, and actually held guidance. So again, a lot of stuff going on. And then finally, the final earnings is Dollar Tree. Dollar Tree beat top line, beat bottom line, however, gave a very weak guidance. They actually lowered their guidance for Q4, which is interesting. We had thought that after Walmart's report that people were pivoting, but now we have Dollar Tree, which I would say is you know one, one notch below Walmart, talking about Q4 being weaker than expected. So lots of stuff going on, the economy, Q4, the holiday season. Uh, lots of stuff to look at. So again, folks, remember it's Thanksgiving week. It's time for family. It's time to think about what you're thankful for. And then finally, don't forget, if you wanted to attend the Run Rental at a Time Mastermind, you weren't able to make it out to Fresno or you tried to buy your tickets too late, uh, we are loading the videos in the course for free. So if you are a course member, uh, you got Beth's videos. I think it was yesterday or the day before. I guess it was the day before. Uh, we just got Omar's videos and Dion and Mike's videos. Those will be loaded loaded shortly. Uh, if you don't, if you're not in the group, I'm sorry. That's where we're putting them. You can buy the course "How to Get Started One Rental at a Time" today for 320 bucks. You can get your buy box, get the spreadsheet, do the work, and get the mastermind videos as they are loaded. If you want to wait, totally fine by me. Uh, the course will go up to 399 once all the videos are loaded. So. If you like saving money, buy it today. Have some fun. And again, take care. Be thankful. Bye.